Welcome to the Mindful Surfer podcast with myself, Will Foster, and my co-host, Liam Morgan. What is the news, my friend? Well, hanging out with my new best mate, Adam Peaty. Yep. Because he and I are obviously champion swimmers. Champion swimmers. He's a big lad. You've got that in common. <laughs> you probably go as fast as he does. He is an athlete. Mm. And to those to those listeners, yes, like, ooh, who, who, <laughs> yeah. can you just refresh their minds? Liam, go. Adam who P- is Adam Peaty? Adam Peaty is the world record holder at breaststroke, world Olympic gold medalist, and uh, and, and just a great swimmer, an athlete. And um, I, I, I got invited to a talk where he was, um, in many ways, talking a lot about things and themes that we cover here on the Mindful Surfer. So it was fascinating about. Um, the, the discipline of, well, discipline, getting in, getting on, doing it, turning up, showing up, and then all those gains that you make. Mm. He has this thing that we talk about a lot, be better than yesterday. And so I was like, woo, I'm into that. Because, you know, swimming was my thing. And um, so to meet somebody who's gone on and achieved that, it's great. But the, he, he did what I didn't do. Uh, firstly, he grew, because <laughs> you need to be quite tall <laughs> to be a swimmer. And secondly... Um, he didn't get bored from all of the... Well, he probably did, but he was able to push through it because swimming, when you're growing up, uh, is brutal for both the parent who's having to take the kid to the swimming pool and the swimmer themselves doing early morning sessions, weight sessions, uh, lengths and lengths of a pool. It is It, it sifts people out who haven't got the uh, discipline to keep going. And I was one of those because it was bloody boring. Super boring. And also in relation to, as a, as a surfer, if you're listening to this, you know, the question arises, is swimming in a pool a good activity to do for your surf fitness? Um, in my experience, it's not done anything um, for that feeling that you get when your arms are burning. But I would say overall, it's still really good. It doesn't, it's, it's, it's hard to notice the, the, the major difference. The, the biggest thing that improves surf fitness, and that is that go, 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 go of moving your arms, moving your arms, is getting, is getting your body fat levels right, mm-hmm. the wetsuit that you're wearing right, the board volume that you're laying on right, and all those kinds of nuances. Because, of course, it's your paddle speed, it's your paddle ability, it's, it's the energy that you actually have in your muscles. And then, obviously, layer on top of that, your weight training, your muscle balance, so what's your posture like, and all those kind of things. But swimming itself, I would say, obviously, getting on a, a paddle board of some kind and having to arch your spine and then doing that kind of stroke, obviously phenomenal for your surf fitness. But surfing is so different to swimming because bizarrely enough, even though they're both, you know, it's one arm over the other, one is where you're immersed and you're in the water, not using your lower back. One is, and that's why um, it's actually quite humbling for a lot of, a lot of swimmers. They go to surf, oh, I'll be fine. I've swum a bunch and they get on a surfboard and it's brutal because yeah. you have to arch your lower, your lower back the whole time and it makes your neck then become a little bit more compressed. It's a very peculiar activity. You're you're still going to be fairly paddle fit. Oh, you are? Oh, good God. Of course Uh, you are. It is good for lung capacity. That's what it's, in general, very good for that. And yeah, it's kind of a forward uh, reach uh, and skull and push with your uh, your arms. So there there are some good things, but you're right. It's a different thing to lying on a a board and facing waves. It's helpful if you lose your board and you have to swim back. That is true. Although, as we know, swimming in a pool... Is very different to swimming in the sea. It, it, it very much is. And I've, in fact, talking about that, we've got lots of surf stories to Loads. share. I lost my board the other day surfing on the south coast of Devon. And it was the biggest wave I've caught in 
maybe my surf career. I don't know. I, I haven't got footage of my big uh, waves. And I had two. And in front of my friend Tiago, he reckoned it might have been four times over my head. Maybe. Maybe more, maybe less. Who knows? But like we've talked about before many, many times, in Barbarian Days, William Finnegan says waves should not be me- measured in increments of size, but increments of fear. Yeah. The the feeling I had when I went over the ledge on that wave was, and it was it was kind of cool. I, I, everything in my brain said, don't go. But somewhere deep in my body and in intuition, I knew I was going to be okay. And, and so I, I, I let that bit of me override my head. Mm-hmm. And I normally, in, in my whole surf career, if I've ever been in waves that powerful and that big, that are in front of rocks and it's all a bit like that, bit just full on, I've let my head uh, win the day. So it was an interesting experience because I would say I'm more mindful today than I was years and years ago. I'm calmer and so on. So it's an interesting in, uh, lesson in that, which is that you know, if you want to go in bigger ways and test your boundaries, yeah. actually, it's not like, yeah, yeah, you know, go, go, go. No, it's a much more zen. It's a calmness. And I, it was so difficult, but I looked, I looked down to where I wanted to go rather than down the lip. And my board would have airdropped for sure. And wow, what a wave. And it was, it was, it was my wave of the year, for sure. It was, it was better than a couple of waves I had in Tenerife. I mean, that, that, and that was proper surf. But no, this was like breaking off a corner of a rock giant swells, loads of power, winter surfing England. So that adds so many layers to it. Again, you know, if you're listening to this abroad and you've got your lovely warm water, yes, you probably get really powerful waves and that is full on. But as soon as you get in cold water mm. and it's all a bit dark and a bit drizzly and windy, we deal with some really full on conditions, don't we? Miserable. It's miserable. On. It but- just adds to the fear factor. But no, I, I um, and then three waves later, because I only got two waves, then a third wave later, it was my last wave I was going to get in. Because my friend, Tiago, Tiago, if you're listening, lots of love, man. Hope you're having a great time in Brazil, which is where he is right now. Um, and Tiago wasn't getting many waves. And I said to him, mate, should we go in? He said, yes, let's go in. So I got my last one. And I looked up at this kind of 15-foot wall of white water, and it was closing out on me. And I sort of threw my board, as you do. You get rid of it because you're about to dive under this, this lip. And as I dived under, I just felt this boom, immediate. It, it lasted like... A second in the whitewash, and I felt that disconnect of my mm-hmm. my leash. And this is classically surfers. This is just such a good example of how surfers has how we are, right? My first concern was not my two hundred meter swim in fifteen to twenty foot waves towards rocks on a really small narrow beach at high tide in this kind of sketchy place. That wasn't my concern. Maybe getting trashed on trot. I don't know. My concern was my board. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm swimming, duck diving, swimming, duck diving, getting churned, getting churned. I, I actually, weirdly, the only hold down I had that day was when I body surfed because I body surfed a bomb, a beautiful bomb. And I went, go on, I'll, I'll get on top of this. So I body surfed it, then got span and trashed and, and actually got worked heavily because there's no board to, to provide buoyancy. So I got worked got in and then I looked and there was this like three meter stretch of sand, loads of rocks either side, either side. And the board was just darted. It was just nestled on the, I was like, oh, thank you universe. Cause it's my big baron. I'm not, I do not want to trash my favorite board. Um, that's what happens sometimes, but we have wild and woolly waves. Yeah. In this area sometimes. Well, I mean, that's it. Winter does bring those waves and we've had a reasonably good run of swell. It's been wild on the North coast. Um, because we've had Storm Kieran or whatever and then Storm Babette and, yep. you know, really wild. But we've then found a bit of show on the south coast and we've mm-hmm. had some decent mm-hmm. de- decent uh, run, runs of waves from sort of easterlies to southwesterlies. 
And it's interesting to get you sort of surf brain back in action after the summer. Um, just for the virtue, as you said, cold, dark, <laughs> you know, obviously wet. Otherwise, we wouldn't be in the sea. But it's just very, very different to uh, what we all kind of enjoyed. And it so disappears so quickly. Those like three to four foot summer beaches, you're back in, you know, onshore slop. Um, but it, with that comes some pretty good con- surfing conditions. Um, so we're back in boots and then gloves will be next and then it's hoods and then we'll hopefully get through to the other side. On the gloves, I wore gloves yesterday and they're mittens. And I don't know if I'm less fit than last year. I'm, 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 I don't feel like I am, but whoa, that was a shock to the system. <laughs> Putting on the gloves. And... Um, they're obviously, they're, they're pure mittens. They're not the lobster mitts. So it's a pure forefinger with the thumb, you know, loose. Getting on my wetsuit. Well, the, I've the, had the this. Wetsuit, my wetsuit cuff, the, the wrist yeah. cuff over the, oh my good God. So I actually have now just purchased a pair of thinner five finger gloves just to tie me over, just to, just to gradually, gently reintroduce me to gloves. But talking about wetsuits, um, I think it's quite appropriate that most listeners listening to this now would be wondering either what they should buy or that they're going to go back to their go-to that they're, they're keeping going from last season or whatever. Um, we are obsessed with O'Neill wetsuits on this show. Definitely. Now, O'Neill, if you're listening, we don't mind, do we? No, they send us selling them a range. Because at the moment, we're doing it for free. <laughs> O'Neill get this epic coverage almost every week. Lost surfboards, epic coverage. Uh, JS surfboards now. All right, do you reckon the board of O'Neill are sat there going, Oh shit, we sold more wetsuits than just uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wetsuit sales are up. And they all come from the United Kingdom. Yeah. Like, what's going on there? Come from the UK. What are these, these wetsuits are just pumping in the UK. No, we, so we, we, we're obsessed with O'Neill's. I have been for years. I, once I got my first O'Neill was about eight or nine years ago. And it was Psycho One. Yep. Now I remember when you yep. first moved down and I spent about a year going, mate, just what are you doing? You had your girl, and I know we've joked, joked about girl wetsuits on this show before. Nothing wrong with a girl, except everything. They, they're made out, it's like they're made out of wood. Well, that one was, that yeah. Was, uh, and that it was, was old. That was like a six mil. I remember stretching the arm on it just to see. No cracked. And it, All the neoprene cracks. <laughs> Classic. And then remember when you first got your, you got your very first um, Psycho One, and it changed the game, didn't it? I was like Jamie O'Brien after his first can of Red Bull. You <laughs> I had wings. Were you indeed were? But no, I think so it's it's O'Neill's. Um, you and I both have O'Neill's. I, I've just moved on to the Hyper Freak, and it was a four three comp. Uh, amazing. The the least amount of suit feeling on my shoulders and body that I've ever had in my life, <laughs> and smaller than I would normally go. A whole size smaller. I'm normally large, large, tall, and this is a medium tall. Um, and I was sceptical because I'm medium tall and the lady was like look honestly please go for medium tall and it's been phenomenal it will start to get a little chilly as the water dips to 11, 10, 9 degrees in the next two months it will, it will be t- a little bit too little suit unless I'm just doing a, a quick surf so then what I bought four days ago five days ago was the 4.3 plus in a chest sip thinking right let's get that slightly thicker suit Yeah, and that's the whole wind done in a medium tall because it's another hyperfree, not the same. Uh-huh. And I'm sure if you're listening, you'd say, mate, you should have known a comp and a chest sip ain't the same. But they're not the same by about two centimeters. And that's a lot around your neck 
and around that chest zip and around all that arm area and whatever. And the, and the neoprene could be as stretchy as you want, but I took it out once for a surf and just felt knackered. Like, ugh, this is just... Compared to the comp, I was like, what is going on? That comp suit is great. I've got a 4-3 oh. comp, zipless, brilliant. The zipless? Yeah. So it makes me then want to get the 5-4 zipless, yeah. by the way. Just get the thicker one, but yeah. still zipless. Brilliant suit. Because they don't... What the zipless give you is is nothing around the shoulders. Yeah. It's just free. Yeah. There's no chest zip to get yeah. the neck tied. It's That's all it. these... When surfing, it's all your sort of... The muscles just next to your neck, your upper traps. Yeah. That's... <laughs> you should, it'd be great to do a study on surfers. What muscle gets contracted the most in a surf? I would say it's that tiny, just upper trap. Yeah. Just next to your neck. And if that goes and it burns too much, if you've got too thick a suit, too tight a suit, ugh, you do not feel connected to God. Well, I've you feel got, connected to O'Neill's bank account. I'm the same. I mean, I, it's a great suit. Don't get me wrong. keeps you warm, but I've got the 5-4 fire. Oh my God, you've got the fire. That's a beast. Um, it's a beast of a suit, but it is still quite hard work paddling. I have to be honest. It's it's that's too thick. You, I I did do that one. You know, you take your you go straight from the four three, which I ripped with a fin. Thank thankfully, it saved my leg from a, a very nasty thin a fin gouge. Uh, but uh, I'm I'm sort of need to get that repaired, and it is a bit cold for that now. So the five four, yeah, toasty toasty suit. But paddling is a mission sometimes, and uh, great for fitness maybe. It's like a it's like wearing a weight vest. What is the next suit in the quiver then? Is it the 5-4 comp? I, I would look it's at that be, as well, yeah. Because yeah. that's what I'm looking at now. So feel free, O'Neill. If you want to send us some to try, we will, uh, we will have it. If oh, anybody happily. knows any O'Neills, there are a lot of them out there. <laughs> oh, the family, you mean? <laughs> I went to school with a lot of O'Neills. There was about 50 of them in the family as well. So <laughs> I wonder if they've got any connections. Um, but no, I, I, it, it's wetsuits that are just a... You've got to get it right this time of year. But what we would say, so what our kind of unsolicited advice is just... It's it's fit, isn't it? Yeah, fit is everything. But you're going to make mistakes. It's a bit like boards. Boards and suits are very similar. You you. My philosophy has always been uh, take a plunge. If you get it wrong, you get it wrong. You have to take the hit and you have to ship it on. We live in a brilliant world for selling stuff secondhand. Yeah. Um, but fit is well, unlike surfing, feel. And, and exactly. Yeah. How does it feel when you're paddling around? Exactly. You know? And um, I mean, we well, we flogging these suits now, but that that's why that comp version. First time I wore that for a surf, it felt like I was just, it was just like having a, it was a second skin. Yep. And uh, the 5.4 is like having a, some sort of shell. On. It's, it's, it's really interesting how it's Such sort a of bit way more restricted. And of course that oh. restricts your surfing, right? Oh, so mate. It, it's really, you know, you watch people surfing in boardies yep. versus people surfing in 5.4 gloves, boots, hood. It's a, it's a really different sort of game. Very, very different. And it then reminds me of you being out in that suit yeah. two weeks ago-ish, two and a half, and we were surfing uh, nearby, at one of our nearby spots and it was well impressive. You'd had one like that and then another one like that where you'd stayed out on your smaller board in your thick suit. Stubborn. Trying and trying and trying. It makes so impressive. Well, I was well impressed with the stoicism. You clearly have been reading your stoic literature yes because you can just i could see like that and there wasn't and i said this to you on because this is really worth noting actually it's brilliant content i think this to share with people um just how different that is to your vibe years ago where maybe you might have got like like we all do for christ's sake add me to that list jesus um as well is get a little bit more disheartened by that yeah whereas now it's like you 
you just stay in the moment. It's very cool, man. Because that Hydra is a, f- I mean, one of our buddies remarked, it's like a boogie board. Yeah. It's pretty small, but it does work brilliantly for your body yeah. in the right kind of ways. Ex- yeah. Except that when you're trying to get on what were those conditions that day, which was, you know, what we're going to call it, three to six feet, four yes. to six feet, yeah. quite wally, quite, quite, pu- yeah. quite, um, quite powerful sort of open walls, right? That getting on those was quite challenging, but you mate, you just stuck at it. Well, it was two things. It was things. impressive. I, I appreciate that because it is, it is definitely, I would have got disheartened and, and my tolerance levels for those kind of waves has got better as well. A lot better. So I'm more comfortable just taking the, taking the wipeouts and trying and, 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 and I've got this kind of, this is because we're trying lots of boards and trying boards and doing different things with boards. I'm also, I've got my mind more in a situation to, to say, well, I'm going into this session to try this board and see what it does in these conditions for this period of time. And then I'm not getting out until I've caught away this, the Sean Thompson thing where I'm not paddling back to the beach. So I sit there and try and try and try, but I'm not thinking, oh, what if, what if I was on another, what if I, I'm just thinking, I'm, this is the board for the session now. And so you're impervious then to the highs and lows of it. Yes, it's really frustrating because you think, God, if I was on a step up, I would be getting into these waves. Or if I was on my foamy, I'd be getting into these waves uh, way b- uh, more easily. But, but then you get one wave and you're like, oh, once I'm on it, it's bloody brilliant. And it's then you kind of, uh, and then there's a stubborn bit that kicks in. You go, I've got to keep trying. But it, it, it's also a great learning for, well, two things. One is equipment. The, you know, we talk about the Ombi thing because it was great chatting to Luke on the, the last uh, podcast we did with them. But the equipment bit of that is it helps you understand yourself which, what equipment to use and what days. Um, and after those two very um, you know, uh, frustrating but sort of calmly frustrating encounters, I, I dusted out the old Luke Short, which is a 6'2". Which kind of is obviously off a of five five is much much more of a step up board, uh, and had a very rewarding surf with you the other day on a, another quite punchy uh, wall, and so you're like ah okay I get this now I get it I get it and and then and and then the learning from that is well I think I now know what the outline of the board I need to sit between um, the Hydra which is that kind of fun steep beach break kind of but smallish kind of vibe. And the and those bigger bigger surfs. So you've got the Hydra, the foamy for the really fun stuff, and then the step up, which for me I think is about a six four, um, something like we talked about before that sort of Gulfstream speed dialer that I did have originally. Um, but 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 for the modern age, I think that's where I'm going with that. So if I if I if I can cobble a few quid together at some point, I think that's what I'll go 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 it's for. Really cool. Um, but it is the it is the sort of remaining. You know, like probably in one of the early episodes when I was having my frustrations with fear of bigger waves or frustration with where I was surfing, is try and be imperf- impervious to the highs and the lows. So if you can get that balance between the two things, you're not getting too like, although we all like to whoop and hollow and we do well on a wave, but you're not getting too high and too excited and you're not getting too low and too depressed when it goes wrong. So, so true. It, it, it's, a, it's a deeper joy then. Yeah. As well as a deeper acceptance. Yeah. The, you're not going to be able to control the joy all the time. In surfing, there are going to be so many times where that joy is outside your control via, you know, too tight a suit or, you know, you're a bit hungover or, you're, you know, you're slightly you're recovering from an injury or there's, there's a crowd or the waves just aren't quite doing it, whatever. There's going to be a lot of surfs. Um, who knows how many? Because there's no point in trying to put it into a number. 
But yet you do get lots of them if you surf regularly, uh, where it doesn't quite click, um, where it's just pure acceptance. Yeah. It is. Um, whilst on the other uh, side, when you have that joy, it's being able to let it go. Mm. So on, it's, it's the duality of acceptance and letting go because the joy won't last and last and last. It's not going to last forever. And I think that it's, it, on that front, it's one of those ones where, for example, um, staying in for too long, getting too exhausted, not actually enjoying the end of the surf because you're trying to recreate what you were getting at the beginning and the yeah. middle. You know, there's that third hour yeah. that surfers do, which is like, do we really need that third hour? Sometimes. Yeah. And there are certain days. I had that day when Tiago was mm. down, my friend, and you, you and I were in, and mm. I was having one of those surfs, and I was on my probably 50th wave. I was having a dream session. I was on the right board, yes, mm. but I was surfing it well. I just felt super connected. And um, that was a three-hour surf, fair enough. Did I pay the price the next day? Did I? Fuck. Oh, my goodness me. Yeah. And so, overall, it was worth it. It was. Um, but a much more sustainable way is, 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 of, of being as a surfer is on one side accepting when it's not always going to go your way, which it isn't, and just breathing through that, allowing things to be. You know, there are so many variables, so many variables in surfing that you just can't control them all. I know. So you've got to let, you've got to accept that side. And then on the other side is, is notice when that addiction that unconscious side of, of wanting more and more and more and more flow experience has to be let go of because eventually all great surfs are just one day in the past. Yes. And no matter how many stories get told about them, they no longer, they no longer exist, but surfers are remarkable in that way. Yeah. They will work and work and work at recreating the past for so many people around them in particular, sometimes to tell them what they experienced that someone else didn't, <laughs> which is fucking true though, isn't it? Surfers, oh, should have been an early, early mate. Yesterday was class. <laughs> Yesterday was the it was the day, <laughs> and I get these. Honestly, I have one of these ones. This is a classic example. And naming no names, walking up the road uh, in my local town, and there's this guy who, um, God, oh, mate, oh yeah, no, how was it? And I'm like, oh yeah, oh, it was, you know, it was good. And you know, I always like to be somewhere in the middle in what I how I describe <laughs> the conditions and whatever. And he goes, oh mate, it should have been at ten. And I just looked at him and, mm, cool. You just walk on. Because <laughs> there's that word that we talk about on this show all the time, that word should. You should have been in it. <clears throat> anyway. It, this is why, I mean, this is kind of mindfulness 101 in some ways, isn't it? The past is a safe place sometimes to keep going back to. Yep. For whatever you're going back to it for. Yep. Happiness, misery, yep. Yep. Uh, identity, yep. yeah, something to crutch to lean on. Yep. Um, and so that's why people go back all the time. Whereas uh, the, it takes a bit of like, it worked to just sit in the here and now, mm -hmm. not be thinking about yesterday mm -hmm. or tomorrow. And uh, and 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 in and surface, we do get accepted away by. Look, what's what's the forecast? Thank you very much. And what Future. was it? And what was it like? Well, what about mate? What is it like today? Just get in and have a good time. The 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 future and the past can fuck with a surface head, no doubt, one hundred percent. And in particular, future on that exact topic you're discussing there. Um, click on your phone. Yeah. And you're starting to ride the highs and lows straight away. Yeah. And a lot of people, and I'm, I'd be very surprised if, if, if you were one of them, as in you listening, because uh, by virtue of you listening to this show, you're already thinking of these kinds of things and, and, and expanding your consciousness in these kinds of ways. But just looking at the phone is, is, a, is, a, is in itself a trigger. Um, and it hasn't even happened. <laughs> yeah. And it's why when surfers, and I, and I had to, and the, the, the guys who I left this group uh, with, 
would even be listening to this show. Now, I know I know a few of them do listen to it. So I, and I love you all. You're my buddies. Uh, some of my, some of my some of my greatest surfing friends are in this WhatsApp group. But I had to leave one of our locals WhatsApp groups for this exact thing that I am discussing. The constant discussion of the future. It it, it it started getting in my head, and it it was it was then building these strange, either low expectations or high expectations that I hadn't created. Because when I'm looking at forecasts, I I try and keep my very best level view of the whole thing. Mm. Like, let's say one person's going, "Oh, mate, it's looking a bit shit." I, well, I'm not looking at it like that straight away. Let's say someone else is going, "Oh, mate, it's looking really really good." Are you getting well excited? No, I'm doing my damnedest mm. to yeah. ignore both. And it's a really important thing in surfing with all this internet around us um, and content and, and, you know, winds are going about this. and Oh, then the winds have changed and now the swell is doing this. And it's just sort of look at the forecast, put the phone away. Be involved in WhatsApp groups if you want to be. All good. That's great. But if you don't want to be like I didn't, just fucking leave. Yeah. No one cares if you're in that group or not. Mm. They really don't. Because in the end, actually, your little surfing bubble is yours to create. And I have a beautiful, very, very, really happy to admit this, very, very happy, contented, awesome little surf bubble of my mind body. I just enjoy it, you know, da, da, da. That some other people would think is just so peculiar and whatever. But that's why I like to keep it mm. kind of a bit precious about that yeah. for myself in a way. But um, yeah, it's an interesting one. Future and past. Well, that's the eternal battle, isn't it? Oh, Because the past you can't do anything about. It's totally gone. It's a different country as they say and the future is kind of unwritten to an extent yep. it's an it's maybe yep um but we spend a lot of time discussing what could and might happen yep uh, and that robs you of the here and now 100%. and especially when it comes to waves 100 it's it, it sort of it's 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 it, it, a bit like when you say like you know comparison is a thief of joy and you should only mm -hmm. really compare yourself to yourself mm -hmm. Future is, is, is even more insidious sometimes when you're fixated on it. And I, I'm guilty of this, right? Because mm. you're looking at something that may or may not happen mm. and comparing it to something that has or might happen as well. So it's a multi-layered way of um, ruining your contentment. It, it, totally. it steals your uh, harmony here and now. Because... Mm -hmm. You know, if you, it's a cliched sort of, uh, and again, this is a question Luke asks, it's, it's a kind of cliched uh, mindfulness bit, isn't it? But the, the ability to sort of just sit in the moment is, uh, is, is, a, is, a, is an access code to contentment, if you do it right. Yeah. And that's why surfing, because those moments when you're not worrying about what the next wave's going to be like, are the moments when you're on the actual wave itself. And for that moment, it's neither shit nor... Uh, could have been better or it was better yesterday. It just is. It and, just is. But then we forget that as surfers and go, ah, oh, tomorrow will be brilliant and yesterday was <laughs> it's weird. It's so funny. And, and then and what, what is one surfer's brilliant is another surfer's yeah. hell. It's just so individual. And on this one, because I think this is so pertinent to surfing, um, in the past, yep. there's a line that's been said since Mickey Dora first started surfing Malibu in 1958. Great book, by the way. Yeah. And no one's, if you haven't read that, what a book. Um, oh, it's getting really crowded. It never, it never was like this before. It used to be uncrowded. That's being said in 2023. Yeah. It's, being, it's been said since 1958. These kind of bullshit sentences will be said in 3028. Yeah. In, do you know what? The, the remarkable thing is when you get to, when you get to see how, how humans are is the utter stupidity yeah. of unconscious behavior. And I'm not then saying 
that the, 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 the surf today is or isn't more or less crowded. I'm not yeah. saying that at all. I'm not getting into that. Christ's sake, who's going to be able to monitor that? Is it surfboard sales? Well, are they being yeah. used? I don't know. How can you actually get a stat on that? But to hark back to the past as a way of kind of just um, kind of almost shielding yourself from, from really trying to find uh, a less crowded situation and being more mindful of that. Because by the way, you really can. Yeah. If you want to surf ways without many people around, you really can. Yeah, yeah. If you have that mindset, um, is that it's almost like a shield. It sort of protects you from having to look at yourself. Of course it does. Mm. And if you look at yourself, you go, oh my God, I'm manifesting this because I'm constantly worrying and thinking about the crowd. So whenever I turn up at the beach, it's fucking packed. But I could go to the beach next door, but it's a bit windier there. There might only be one or two in, but I can't go there. No, I can't go there because, you know, I've got to be, you know, I'm the... I'm the Billy Big Ball. I, you know, I'm the local who goes in here. Everyone needs to see me surf because I'm good. And I'm, you know, it's, it's this, do you know what I mean? Hmm. And, and believe it or not, that happens to thousands of yeah, surfers. Way more than we realize. Yeah. And yeah, sometimes you've got to take a lesser wave. Yeah, sometimes you've got to get in a bit earlier or later or whatever it might be. You'll find a way or maybe change your lifestyle. You surf during the day, during the week. I don't know, whatever. But um, if you set your goal and intention upon what you do want, as opposed to what you don't want, which is harking back to the past, you focus on what you do want, you can use your past to teach you what you need to be taught for yourself, to understand, therefore, what you do want, and then use your intention in the present moment to recreate a new future. Mm. That, and, and that sounds big, and it sounds really heavy and really deep, and it's not. It's just life. It's just, what are you focused on? You're constantly focused on what you don't want to happen that will probably show up. Yeah. If you're constantly focused on what you do want to happen, well, it might not always show up, but more often than not, it probably will. True. And um, True. surfers are remarkable humans for that. And it's funny. It's why in parking lots, when there's lots of surfers around, because I don't really have to then talk to them in the sea, but when I see certain characters in our hometown and they're also, oh, it's just, <laughs> there are just certain people I will just bolt walk past to get to my car. So I don't have to discuss what just went on. I might I, I, nine times out of ten, I would have had a phenomenal, great time. Da da da. But I know what I'm going to get, and it's that kind. Of, it's going to just kill my bubble. It's going to kill it. Do you know what I mean? It's like oh, oh shit, wasn't it? And I'm like, <laughs> no, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, I had a phenomenal time because I'm very, very fit and yeah. I'm very positive. I've got the right board yeah. and I'm fairly skillful. And I got away from the crowd yeah. and I went for this wave here. And I, do you, but would you say that to this person? Because you wouldn't. Because then they'd make them feel like a... Yes, yeah, no, whatever. I get that. Do you know I what I mean? That. I get that. It's, it's very much a... I mean, I, I, I have to remind myself that... Well, it's never shit because it's... Like I said to Luke, uh, you're... What, what, it, what is it... What is it shitter than? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, we all have work stress, yeah. family stress, yeah. life stress, blah. So why take that? That's a great line. What is it shitter than? Tell me what it's shitter than and I'll... Uh, I love that. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it it can only be a good thing, even if the waves. Yeah, waves can be not great from a performance or a surfing point of view, but the fact that you're not anywhere else other than in a amazing environment in the water, um, mucking around because that's all it is. It's not serious, is it? Just you know, once you sort of dial your safety stuff, you're just having a bit of fun in dressed head to toe, as I always say, in rubber. A grown human adult in rubber in the sea with, with a bit of with, with your pouch. Yeah. Now listen, 
on display because I'm debating on this next wetsuit purchase. They've got a they've got one in the sale that's in grey. It's black and it's uh, grey, quite light grey, yeah. mate. You better have some cock and balls. Yeah, but sometimes they, they they can sort of it's like being vacuum packed in some. No, wetsuits. I know, and it can make you like you got nothing down there. Yeah, that's that's what the um, hyper freak seems to do sometimes. Sucks it in. It's like it's like going in one of those. They're giving you a mangina. You know when people um, kind of put their clothes in these like plastic bags and then like to store them they sort of suck all the air it's like a vacuum packed <laughs> once it's is that on your excuse Lee? i think this is your excuse because if you try and adjust it gets worse as well it's almost <laughs> you know when you sort of try and move things around do you in know the what sea? we need to do for winter Lynn? this is really ser- this is serious i'm serious this is this is as deep philosophy as we'll ever discuss grow your pubes if you're buying a hyper freak get it massive and then as you walk down the beach very proudly you can just be like, this is my package. Oh. No one needs to know. It's just, it's 90% hair. <laughs> why don't, no one needs to know that. Why don't O'Neill work in like a wax pocket at the front there so you can store your wax <laughs> in it? <laughs> oh, dude. And you could get a cock and ball shaped piece of wax. Yeah. You get a mould, melt your old wax. Yeah. Mold it, mate. <laughs> Just like slip it there. That is such a good idea. Uh, you know, there you can have that one for free. <laughs> O'Neill Development Tea. O'Neil. Where are we going to put our wax pocket? O'Neill can have that for free. Yeah, that's fucking class, yeah. mate. Hey, hope you're enjoying the show. If you connect with what we do here at the Mindful Surfer, why not share it with your friends or go on over to iTunes and leave us a review? The more ratings we have, the more likely it is Liam and I can come back week after week and keep building this community of mindful surfers. Now, let's get back to the show. Moving on, segment number two, a little bit of mindfulness. Take a breath in through the nose. Let's go. And then breathe out slowly. And take another breath in. And breathe out slowly. And breathe in again through your nose. And breathe out slowly. On this one, just breathe in through your nose. I want you to hold your breath at the top. So breathe in. And really pay attention to the present moment, just as you're holding your breath. What you can see, what you can hear. Let your stomach relax. Let all your sort of well-known tense areas just relax your hands let them just feel a little bit looser and then we'll do one more of those and then breathe out and then last one again another deep breath into your nose breathe in hold your breath notice what you can notice and then breathe out well done guys how much this idea of staying calm and relaxed um, assists in performance is interesting when it comes to something just, for example, like takeoff and sorry, paddle, then takeoff. And I remember Clayton at Ombi, who we highly recommend, by the way, and we've just been on their podcast, which, mm-hmm. which is out now. So, so check that one out. Um, but it's to say that I remember Clayton doing an analysis of how someone was paddling a bit frenetically, mm. a bit aggressively and forcefully, and they're sort of splashing around. And their ball was sort of shifting side to side like this. The sort of nose was going twitching back and forth, back and forth. When they finally got slightly down the face, um, it was all done in a rush. So they were taking off far too high up on the lip, mm. not getting deep enough into the, mm. into the actual paddle down the face mm. before taking off a little later, which takes more well, more, more courage, 
but it certainly you have to requ- it requires a more calm mindset. You've got mm-hmm. to keep your Zen focus on the lip ahead. Mm-hmm. I was watching that and being like, wow, that is a major epiphany. In amount of times I've gotten overexcited, a bit over nervous, a bit unfocused, a bit, God, I need this wave and a bit like that. That when you just slow it all down and work out what is going to improve your surf performance, is it more aggression or is it more calmness? And we know for certain yeah. it's going to be the latter. The very interesting thing surfing in that way. It's what makes us want to do it. Because even the most aggressive maneuvers you see are being done effortlessly. Yeah. When you see a huge bucket of spray, it's timing. It's flow that creates that and power. Mm. But the power came from timing and flow. Yeah. Power is the last ingredient. It's the release of the trigger. But all the things that led up to that power accumulation and power uh, accessing that power was ah oh, that breath, the calmness of all of all these kind of things. But we do see surfers, and you you can notice them, and they they give me off I guess a certain energy, a certain vibe, maybe a little bit. Uh, a bit angry, a bit aggressive, a bit whatever. Yeah. And so you should just see it in their paddle. You see that kind of... So maybe take that lesson into your next surf and, and check out Ombi. We always w- have recommended Ombi as we, as, as we talked about for years now. But um, they've got a great thing that they're doing there. And um, I always remember watching that video and being like, wow. And that relates to what we do here on yeah. the show. Yeah. Now they're good um, guys. Good guys. And uh, it was a pleasure speaking to Luke, I think, on that basis. You know, jumping ahead to Surf Media Insight. Yep. If you get a chance check it out um, it's on Spotify and all that stuff yep. in-depth podcast with Luke Hardacre yep. for Ombi he asked uh, really good questions yeah. he did and I got us thinking massively about it a couple of times we had to sort of oh like really stop yeah and, and have a think and that was, that's, that's a good sign he's a cool guy well um, second number three mind body stoke things Liam and I have been working on with the mind and body to raise the stoke dude hit me well, I mean, talking right back to the beginning of the show, I'm uh, one of the things that stuck with me from this Adam Peaty talk was about not feeling like you want to do something. Mm. Uh, it's not new advice, but it really resonates about somebody that has that mindset to just keep going. And this this goes through a lot of my kind of training programs over the years, but particularly in reference to swimming. So, you know, I do um, swim training on a Monday night, but I don't always make them because it's later. And I find exercising late at night can be, and especially in chlorinated water, it can really sort of mess with my sleep. And um, I, that's something I've been doing a lot more of is, well, I've got my sleep into a quite a regular pattern when I'm at home. But listening to him about the fact that, you know, and I've heard other uh, sports people say this, uh, not just um, the talk from Adam. It was more about this, they don't always want to do something, but mm-hmm. they still turn up. Yep. And we've talked about it in shows previous is that, it's just the discipline of showing up. And it's not even willpower, because willpower is something you've got to really like. Mm. It's, it, it's a different thing, uh, which I've heard spoken about before as well, where discipline is a, well, this is just what I do. I am a dis- I'm disciplined. You're not having to fight with things like willpower then and um, uh, temptation and all that sort of thing, because you get into a disciplined routine. And even when you don't feel like getting in the pool and doing exercise, or when you don't feel like getting in the gym and doing exercise, or you don't, don't feel like getting in the sea and doing exercise, you just do it. And within five minutes of being in there, you feel like you're all right. And, and then you just dial up. And then afterwards, you always feel better. You know, don't somebody say, oh, well, what if you get injured? Well, forget injuries. Generally speaking, if you, if you have discipline to show up and you do the thing that you, you, you're supposed to do, and it's kind of quite gentle exercise swimming as well, the post-swim uh, euphoria is better than not going. And so that's what I've been doing is showing up a bit more 
getting back into that showing up. Just do it. Just do it. Just go. Just get in. And um, afterwards feels better. But it still requires a lot of, I have to push. But the more I kind of go into this place of... And that's in relation to surfing and training. Everything. Or just everything. Yeah. No. But this is the swim fit. This particularly with this swim thing, because that's been like my hurdle. Mm. It's every Monday evening. I missed a few. And we, I'm very good at making excuses because it's late. And now it's just like, no, that's, that's my schedule. That's Monday night. Um, and uh, yeah, where it's possible uh, just, to, just to turn up. And as I say, th- those, those last couple of times I've done that since that talk, um, within the first five minutes, might not want to go down, but uh, uh, being in the pool and just getting into the routine of this is what I do, I swim and I hit, hit the training and feels good. It's actually really important as a surfer, I think, to schedule your training. If you can, if you can at times, depending on your fitness level, and lifestyle, how often you're in the water. Obviously, there's loads of nuances. Because otherwise, none of these things happen. No. Because you're always thinking of the next swell. Oh, yeah, but I've got to be rested for that swell. Oh, I've got to make sure I'm not swell, sore for that swell. I've got to make sure my body's ready for that swell. Like you're, it's so, when it's just in, it'll take a couple of weeks to adapt, maybe three. But Led Hamilton was just talking about this on the Joe Rogan podcast. I mean, not just, he wasn't just on there, but he, I, I just had a clip come up yet last night on YouTube. Uh, and Led's, point was a lot of surfers oh, I'll do it tomorrow I'll do it next week I'll do it tomorrow I'll do it next week I'll do it next month because it's like because they're surfing 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 whereas actually if it's just in and it is in the diary it's going to happen Yeah. and you might have a couple stiff surfs and slightly more tired ones but once you're adapted there'll be better surfs than ever because yeah. you'll be stronger you'll be fitter so it's a really interesting thing we do as surfers but I'm just as much part of as anyone I really want to get back into back and front squats and in my gym I have here where I train my clients we haven't really got space for a squat rack. Um, so this week, it's going to be Tuesdays. Yeah. I've already scheduled it. It's gonna, as soon as I drop my wife at work, I finish my coffee. There's a little gym just nearby us up uh, in our hometown. You can just do a five quid per go thing. Just literally once a week. Yeah. All I want to do is three sets. So they'll be like, are you done? <laughs> but I, yeah, I was like 15 minutes. I want to do three sets of, of back squat. Week one, I might even only do one to two sets because it'll be a big thing on my body. And not even that heavy, but just build the weight over time. Try and get stronger. But you're right, Liam. I think that's good. I'm, I'm, it's nice that you've done that, dude. You've got to have these things just in. Because I've been I really terrible. like that philosophy. This one of my work ons is that um, you know at times, I, I, like we like we were saying last time we spoke to Luke, you know, we're doing this for ourselves, really. As a lot, a lot mm-hmm. of the, in a lot of the ways, and certainly I am about accountability. Mm-hmm. And the more I talk about it, I'm accountable to myself then for doing these things. And yeah, I fall off the wagon all the time. I think oh, I can't be bothered. Oh, I'm tired. Oh, I've got been stressful day at work, but. Um, the one thing that exercise and a fit body does for you, a fitter body, than you were, by the way, I always have to add that, um, is it helps your mind every time. So every time my mind is in, a, is in a place where it's consumed by all of the realities of wherever I've, I've lay, layered on it, work, you know, at work, uh, forecasts, because that's always the future, isn't it? Cash flow forecast, sales forecast, blah, 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 future, 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 about making you worry about now. That's quite relentless on a mind that is trying to constantly go back to the here and now but the the bottom of that pyramid and again this is something that came up in this talk because it's it's a kind of well-known thing if you if you, if you uh, prioritize uh, strong strength and body uh, movement as a as a baseline of your health pyramid then the mind and then the stoke spirituality um, spirit bit on top is it starts to become an easier thing to manage um, if you invert that and your body's in pieces, your mind can block all of the other bits because it's worrying about things way more than if you're bi- busy and tired through exercise. Completely and utterly agree. 
Um, on my stuff with, with my body, uh, as listeners would know, I've been working on lowering inflammation levels around my ankle mainly. It was an ankle injury I had in March. It's been a good challenge. I've had lots of ups and downs with it. Um, and then just of late, I have had some really nice inroads where I've kind of not thought about it. And it's since I got a TENS machine. Yeah. Now, we haven't discussed this yet, but it's, it, it provides, TENS machines provide little electric shocks to your joint, your muscle, your ligaments, whatever you're looking to do with it. There's various settings. There's a massage setting. There's a muscle recruitment setting and a TENS setting. The TENS is the, um, I don't know what it stands for, but it's the, it's actually what they use in um, uh, labor. It is. For women, they, they, in order I to I used help. to know what it stands for. I think it might be something like neural stimulate, electronic neural stimulation something or something like, like that, that. nerve we stimulation. To, we need to look it up, clearly. Um, nerve stimulation. There you go. Yeah. But basically what it does is it shuts off the pain uh, receptors. So you, you, can, you can do what you need to do with just a little bit less pain, which is cool. It's awesome. I've played with loads of the settings uh, over time, but there's one, interestingly, that I want to share is that it's made me a bit sore on my Achilles tendon, which has been a part of my ankle journey that's underfired. It's 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 it gets a little tight, but it underfires. It stops. It doesn't work at times. And when I first did it, I went, oh no, I've injured myself again. I've made my I've from this machine. I've made it all sore. About two days later, I had this phenomenal surf. And then since then, I've noticed a trend, which is that I've got to get a little sore from this machine. It's the, it's the massage setting. It kind yeah. of digs into the tissue, the tendon. Then my ankle gets even better. I've got to make it a bit sore again. So the lesson is maybe a little bit to do with this machine. Check them out, by the way. It's called a TENS machine, T-E-N-S. For any healing on any part of your body you want to do, check them out. Check, yeah. write, read the reviews. Have a little look. Not that expensive. Got to be worth a shout. Um, is the lesson in it I want to share is not really about the machine, but it's about the therapeutic journey. Yeah. Which is one that isn't just a straight line. Bang. If you're ever trying to get anything stronger, uh, fitter, um, more flexible, whatever. There is going to be a journey of discomfort. And it's being able to stay calm in that journey, not panic. Oh, everything's gone wrong. No, no. If you do something with your body or you change your diet, you do whatever whatever it is that you do and you, you get a slightly adverse result, is it really an adverse result? Or is it your body's way of telling you, next time, do that slightly differently? Or not even next time, do it slightly differently. How about just sit with this discomfort for a couple of days and then by day two or three, day four, oh, how are you feeling now? And then you go, oh, actually, oh, fuck, yeah, no, you're right. I'm feeling yeah. much better. I've had so many clients, Liam, I, tell, I can't tell you this, over the years who the slightest, slightest bit of discomfort in the body, and that's it, they panic. They go, no, I can't do that again. What we just did hasn't worked. We can't ever do it again. And that's when you know you're dealing with a different situation, which is a mind that's just spinning way more in these kind of strange directions. Whereas if you just calm it down, in any journey of therapy, uh, on any part of your body or mind, quite honestly, there's a, it is a zigzag. Well, that's what it is. I think as you get older as well, you realize that, uh, and this applies to all areas of life. Mm -hmm. it, 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 and it probably is for people who've read the sort of, as I say, stoic literature or even Eastern philosophies. Uh, there is no improvement that's, as, that's, that's really deeply satisfying without having to go through some level of adversity to get there and or pain you know physical metaphorical and not sort of the sometimes it is but not like the acute pain that exists if you really break or hurt something but a discomfort there's the, the, the through discomfort comes 
and, and then therefore achievement comes a sort of euphoric exit from that. And there wouldn't be such a euphoric exit from it if every path towards it was, or every step towards it on that path was a breeze, a doddle, easy. Um, and that applies to everything. It particularly applies to surfing as well. The discomfort of wiping out, being scared, learning to paddle harder, messing up, falling off, doing all the things that you might not like or might not enjoy, some of which can be um, bruising to the ego and some of the things then that are bruising to the body. But if you do all those things and it's dis- it's uncomfortable, the end of that path of uh, discomfort is joy. <laughs> and then here's the thing, that doesn't last forever either. You have to go back in and repeat the cycle. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's amazing how... Pe- you know, some people, and maybe we have a responsibility with our kids now, our gen- next generations to say this, is that life isn't just one straight line of happy, clappy, easy, peasy, you know, stress-free living. Yes, those moments will occur, but there's always going to be some discomfort. It's about balance, isn't it? It's like light and dark, um, order and chaos. One can't exist without the other. And it's, it's navigating that path and uh, sometimes embracing the discomfort you know you don't have to go full jocko on it you know or dave goggins but equally there is pleasure at the end of that uncomfortable bit and uh you know i'm living through it sometimes as well you look at work and it's like holy shit when will this is this is relentless but there will be something there will be light at the end of the tunnel in all of these things and it's same with your surfing and it's same with your um your your kind of life whatever it is you lean into a bit of like the shitty stuff and, and good stuff's on the other side but if you give up you'll never know you won't ever know well said my friend well said segment number four a uh, bit of surf media Ombi surely oh, 100% yeah check out the Ombi now remind me the name of it's, the show it's called the In-Depth Surfing Podcast In-Depth yeah. they put it on YouTube don't they I think it's on and all, Spotify all, it's anywhere really. all channels yeah, I think all. it's YouTube Spotify and iTunes yeah. all those kind of yeah the, the, the biggies the biggies it's with a guy called Luke Hardacre who's they, a surf coach uh, Aussie guy lives in um, Cornwall now that is correct um, and just check it out yeah, they had great guests on their last show they did have really <laughs> good guests didn't they bit irritating but they were very good <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah guys thanks for having us it's been great been a pleasure and uh, we'll talk again soon see you soon bye ciao